If you're interested in listening ad-free, go to patreon.com slash the SCP experience. There you can enjoy my ad-free podcast and never have to listen to ads again. That's patreon.com slash the SCP experience. Now time for the story. The door closed softly behind me as I shuffled in from the hot day. I just got off work after a long shift stacking boxes at my warehouse job. I'm exhausted and just want a quick dinner and then hit the sack. I pull off my boots and sit on the couch to rub my sore feet. I think about calling off tomorrow, but I need the overtime. After a minute or two, I walk into the kitchen to see my roommate working at the table with his laptop. He's been working at home pretty much for the last four months because of COVID. I give a quick nod and grunt as I make my way to the fridge. You look like crap. He says back to me as I let the cold fridge air waft into my sweaty face. I did look like crap, but all I really needed was a change of clothes and a proper shave. Thanks for the morale boost. I needed that. I snark back at him. Want a beer? Sorry, I was just pushing your buttons a little. That sounded a lot meaner than I intended. Yeah, I'll have one. I grab two bottles and slide one over to him along the table. I get a glance at his computer screen as he works on some code script for his job. So, when do you go back to the real world? I ask dryly. They say August, but I'm not sure. One of the perks about working IT, I suppose. I'm still stuck stacking boxes while my friends' careers are going somewhere. The only difference being is that they finished their degree and I didn't. I'm not jealous of my roommate or anything, and we've been longtime friends. It's just a fact of consequence and my life choices. You still going to work tomorrow? He asks. I thought we could take a drive and then hike with Tamika and Rachel. You know she still likes you. I plop at the head of the dining table, reaching behind to open a drawer for the bottle opener. Yeah, I know. I wasn't keen on the idea of trying to light that fire again. At least not so soon. We tried a few dates, but I didn't really feel the chemistry. I paused a little before elaborating further. It's just, I don't know, I'm not ready. Pop goes the bottle cap as it clatters onto the table. I pass the opener towards him. I get it. Still, you should come, even if just to let the fresh air clear your head a little. You need to get out of this funk. I'm tired of seeing you fall asleep in front of the TV every night. He hits save and then closes his laptop, popping his own beer and sharing a moment with me. Margot was last year, dude. She's moved on. You need to as well. He was right. It was the truth I needed to hear, but still left an acrid taste in my mouth. It was over, really over. And it's been that way a good long while. I really needed to stop mourning that relationship. I needed to wipe all those photos off my phone. I needed to get my resume put back together. I needed to start looking into next semester tuition rates. I needed to get my fucking life back together. Yeah, just keep reminding me, please. He nods and takes a sip of his beer. Suddenly, a terrible squelching sucking noise came from him. I stopped mid-sip to look. His brows were furrowed as his lips were firmly stuck onto the rim of his beer bottle. He tries to pull away, but it doesn't budge. I give a nasally snirk and smile at him. Why are you sucking on the... My sentence is cut off as his lips are completely sucked into the bottle in one fluid motion. 
He jerks up from his chair, tipping it over onto the linoleum as he tries to pull it off his face with all of his strength. I can see the skin on his face stretch as it is pulled into the bottle, his tongue and distended lips wriggling frantically from behind the glass. Suddenly, there is an audible crunch as his nose hits the rim of the bottle and upturns. The whites of his eyes are visible as the skin from his face is pulled taut. Another crunch and a desperate scream as his own teeth start making their way into the bottle. Holy fuck, Jesus, was all I could say as I thought of what to do. My roommate was panicking, knocking things over in the kitchen, looking for a tool or anything. I have a hammer in the garage, I remember, and I go bolting after it. There is a horrible muffled scream, followed by the tearing of skin, which sounded a lot like plastic ripping. In less than eight seconds, I was able to leap over a coffee table and couch to get to the garage and come back to smash the bottle. The bottom of my stomach dropped out as I watched his face stripped of skin and slowly sliding into the bottle. There was no blood dripping down as it was all pulled in through the small opening, as if every piece of my roommate was headed towards a singularity. He made an awful gurgle as he braced himself on the countertop, looking like he was about to pass out. I was stuck. I couldn't move at all for a moment. My joints locked up in fear. It wasn't until I thought I heard my name through the gurgles that I snapped out of it and swung. The first couple of swings just glanced off, but didn't even make a crack. I was able to brace it against the wall and hit it with all my strength. It made a loud clink, but nothing. The bottle did not break. More swings, but all I was doing was celebrating Chinese New Year. Then there was a sickening crunch, like walnuts cracking, as his skull and jaw were starting to break up into pieces. Muscle and tissues were stripped off the surface like pulled pork scraped off a plate. Soft, wet bone crushed its way through the neck of the bottle as brain tissue oozed between the cracks and followed in. There were no more sounds other than the gradual grinding and squelching. I reached for my phone to call 911. No service. What the fuck is happening? It was at this point that his head was completely gone and the bottle was working down the neck one vertebrae at a time. I watch with wide eyes as the body of my roommate staggers around on two feet while inch after agonizing inch is sucked in. It was impossible. How could all of his guts fit? How come the bottle doesn't burst? What do I do? I desperately try to take a few more swings at the bottle, but it still does nothing. My roommate reaches out and grabs me by the shoulders for help. He doesn't have a brain, but can still move, still grasp at me. To my regret, I pushed the bottle-headed zombie off of me and he fell back against the pantry. Slowly, it regained its balance and staggered over towards the middle of the kitchen and then stopped. Both our legs were shaking like a shitting dog. I screamed for help, hoping to God that somebody would hear. Another loud crunch, and more of him was slipping into the bottle faster now. One shoulder, and then the other. I could see through the neck of the bottle as a mottled, chunky red fluid passes up and in. The bottle worked down his spine as his chest cavity imploded, ribs bending and snapping his twigs. Surely his pelvis would not be able to fit, but I was wrong. I watch. I grip the countertop hard enough to indent the wood underneath. My teeth clench hard enough to make my ears ring. I am having an out-of-body experience. Somehow, I am disassociated with what is happening. I am unable to process. I'm in reboot. I watch one leg slurp in, then the other. In two minutes, the only thing left is a single purple big toe. 
It makes a foop sound as it clears the rim, nail and all. The bottle clatters to the clean white kitchen floor and teeters a little. It is the only sound left that I can register past my thumping heart. When it finally settles, the bottle lands near me, the orifice facing in my direction. I scream like I had as a child. In my panic, I toss the hammer at it to knock it away. My feet scramble underneath me to get away, but my torso hasn't received the message yet. The hammer contacts the glass bottle, and just when I thought it couldn't get any more terrifying or strange, it pops. It pops with the exact sound of a birthday balloon. It explodes outward in all directions, coating the entire kitchen dark red along with other visceral colors. Clotted brown, stringy purple, all peppered with bone confetti. No solid piece larger than a rice grain. It got on my skin and the inside of my mouth. Oh, Jesus, it's still warm. The whites of my eyes were the only thing contrasting the fresh coat of splatter. I want to vomit, but my brain has lost signal. I barely feel myself breathing in and out. As the blood bits drip and pool into the center of the floor, a bubbling begins to surface. From the bubbles rises the head of a man. A well-groomed and blue-suited man with a microphone rises up and out of the puddle and is as clean as a dryer sheet. His big warm face smiled at me until the invisible elevator stopped and he stepped out of the puddle that was once my roommate. I had used up all my screams previously and made no sounds as he turned and approached me. If he turned out to be Santa Claus himself, I don't think I could have reacted any differently. My, 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 what a mess. Good thing we got it all on camera, eh? He chuckles as he places a hand on my shoulder and points at the cameras in the corners of the room. When did those get put there? I've never seen them before. My friend, you were on a prank show called Laugh is Fun. Cue mysterious laugh track and upbeat music. Is that coming from my head? I'm still rebooting. I'm still having that out-of-body experience. My neurons are misfiring so badly that my vision is getting blurry. Somehow, I get a moment of clarity and I can vomit. My puke mixes with the mess below as it runs in between the soles of my feet. I take my first full-bodied inhale since this all happened and dry heave again until everything that was in my stomach is on the floor. The man seems pretty unconcerned and continues to talk. Hey, it's okay. Laugh. Your friends set you up. Something is starting to happen. I can feel myself letting go of the situation. My grip loosens on reality, as if something is prying me away from it. The muscles in my face curl up into a smile. This is not my smile. My diaphragm convulses and I make some kind of sound. This is not my sound. It's a laugh. I'm laughing? Oh my God, I'm laughing. But it is not my laugh. I can't help it as I'm overcome with amusement. My face and mouth do not match my eyes. Eyes that are confused and terrified. This is not my reaction. I am not in control. But I laugh anyway, loudly even. The man laughs. Even the puddle of roommate on the floor is bubbling with laughter. We look like we were all having a good time regardless. Like someone had just told the funniest joke in the world. The man then pats me on the shoulder as tears stream out of my open eyes. From fear or hilarity, I can't tell. Maybe both. The man turns and addresses an empty space towards the living room. The lights of the house brighten, and I can make out the vague figures of an audience before him. Where did they come from? Were they watching the whole time? 
They just look like normal people, but with forced, toothy grins and wide eyes like mine that are sunken deep into their skulls. Gray skin that is stretched and crinkled across their emaciated frames. The tops of their heads groomed neatly with thinning hair. An audience of smiling ghouls. Well, that's all the time we have. And boy, what a gas it has been, folks. Bottle rockets, bottle openers, bottlenecks, bottles you drink, and bottles that drink you. What a lot of fun in this laugh-packed episode on bottles. That's what we like to do here is take the mundane and make it a little funnier. Am I right? We hope you all laughed. Thank you for laughing with us. And come laugh with us again next time, because remember, laugh is fun. Good night, and remember to recycle your glass bottles. Good laugh, just laugh. Laugh as loudly as to make more laugh, and more laugh. Laugh with us, laugh with us, laugh with us. Drown in laugh, choke on laugh, laugh to die, and then laugh more. Applause flashes overhead, and there is a lot of cheering and clapping as the man bows out. The theme music plays in my head, or is it playing out loud? I can even hear the high-pitched giggles of children over my own laughing that is still bubbling out of my gut. Saliva drips from my lips as I try to regain control, but it is no use. The lights dim down, the audience vanishes, and the host walks back over towards me in slow, quiet steps across the red floor. His clean, white-tipped shoes were all I could see as I was bent over gasping for breath as the sprayed blood and organs starts to crust over my skin. Well, well, you are certainly in the spirit of laugh, young man. How would you like to join our studio audience? No, that is what I want to yell, but I'm not in control. The more I try to say something, the funnier it gets. I'm straining with so much effort that my laughing has increased to a wheezing like something is tickling my brain, both literally and figuratively. My cheekbones hurt and I'm starting to get a headache from trying to answer the man. I've outright lost my mind and no reply comes out. I'll take that as a resounding yes. You'll have so much fun with laugh. You'll laugh yourself straight into your grave. They always do. Laugh with us.